It is Locked on Jazz for the 28th of October. The Jazz are in Houston. We'll break down that matchup, but first we'll talk about playing with championship level expectations and look at what's a little bit of a wacky start to the NBA season and why it actually matters. That's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you're listening on YouTube, you can hit subscribe and then hit that little bell. It'll notify you when we go live. Hello to Jeremy from Kansas. I look like a Chick-fil-A dad. What's that? I have no idea. Um, Hello to uh, Marcus, who says he just started locked on NBA on Spotify and had to stop because we went live. I'm not sure my guys will like that. Good morning to Keith from Calgary. Good morning to Cody and Bryce and Matthew and Andrew and TJ and Neil, who've all joined us live here this morning on the program. All right, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit indirectly about yesterday's show. And, you know, hey, the Jazz get a nice win against the Nuggets. And they handle the one through five switching at the end. And that was really the narrative. And they adjusted on the roll on the on the run. Uh I thought largely based on the continuity of playing together and the, and the real, really cool note from Joe Ingles about how they uh, made some changes on plays that they didn't actually even, you know, hadn't worked on because they've been together so long. And, and those things are all super important. And that was the narrative in most of the written stories yesterday. And, and my narrative was very different. My, my narrative was very much like, what, we have a chance to win a championship. Like, there's a real chance to win a championship, which is a truly remarkable experience. Um, you know, I don't think we started last year thinking we had a chance to win it. I, I don't, I, I think it happened as the year went on. We got hot, we continued. And then I will, you know, maybe, you know, I thought last year was very hard to, maybe it was not any different for you as a fan you were following. For me, it was just very hard to get a read on what was really going on, um, not being around the team as much. Being around the team now, I can tell you, like, the standard here is to win it which is really an incredible thing. Like, a lot of teams can say it, but there's also not a lot of teams that can actually really mean it. Now, the beauty of where the NBA is today for fan bases like ours and probably for coaches and players, I don't know if it's actually the good for the for the league, is that there are probably nine teams that think they can legitimately win the title this year. You know, a third of the league thinks it has a chance. Right in the and and if the Denver and the Clippers certainly think they do if they get Jamal and Kawhi back, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Jazz um, think think that they do. The Suns think they do. You know we're already at six. Dallas thinks they do. Do we have now? We're there. And then Brooklyn, Milwaukee, probably Philadelphia to some extent, and Miami after their win last night. So there's ten legitimate teams that think, hey, well we have a chance to win this thing. 
And it's in, in that sense, it's very different. In the other sense, I, I would argue right now our chances as good as anyone's. Yeah, we're three games in the season. We don't have a Sacramento win. Looks a little better now as they beat Phoenix last night, and they're two and two, and they've played everyone to the wire. I, the these are the, the the league is just really different in two ways than it's ever been before. One is that there are the these teams like there's just there's eight of us or nine of us or maybe ten if you stretch it out. Think they have a legitimate chance. We we have so my standard of watching. The Denver Nuggets game is in that lens. Like, I really think it's going to be, we're going to have to be really, really good as a fan base to enjoy every moment of what might be a historic run. And even if it falls short, enjoy every moment of it. And then, and I'm, and, and, and at the same time, so enjoy the win against Denver. It's a great win. You get the win, da, 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 and then I shouldn't be like a doubter the next morning. I don't think I was, but I shouldn't be. But at the same time, that game should always be viewed through the prism of championship caliber. Now, championship caliber is this long, 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 outstretching, extensively long look on a marathon because, you know, you can't like if we don't play well against we can't get stops against Jokic, who just was unbelievable. I mean, the talk yesterday was was about. That Jokic's first half yesterday might have been as good a first half as anyone's played in basketball, and he might have been on to one of the great games of his career ever. And I and and just to share, I'm kind of all over the map, but just to share that there's a kind of a vibe, a little bit out of Matt Moore and Adam Morris of Locked On Nuggets, also just talking to people that Jokic might be a totally different player this year than he's ever been, even last year's MVP year. That he just spent the offseason. This is my opinion. Listening to everyone, this is I'm interpreting what I'm hearing from everyone. He spent the offseason walking around as the best player in the world. Like that does something to you. You change who you are, how you view things, how you look at things if you walk around as the best player in the world. That's the thing we don't have. Phoenix doesn't have. We don't have that little whatever it was that we – LeBron walks around as the best player in the world. Giannis walks around now as the best player in the world. I don't know that we gained confidence in the offseason. We know we're close. Milwaukee helped us. You've heard us. But that's the spot where we are as a franchise right now. It's pretty fantastic. Um. And it's pretty incredible to watch like a group go through daily work knowing that that's the goal. And it's and it's real. It's not it's not some fabricated made up. We're trying to win a championship. Right. Like, okay, I got it, Sacramento. But like, you're not actually trying to win a championship. You're trying to make the playoffs. Like Minnesota trying to win. No, you're not like we got it. You're good, but you're not. And even, you know, I would say Dallas saying it's a bit of a stretch right now. Uh, but that's where we're, you know, we're way different than we've ever, than we, than we as a fan base have been since, like, I would even say the Darren Boozer, those teams were going to win a championship. Eh, not sure. Not sure. I really ever thought they, there was one or two of those two teams I thought was really good. And so it's a different lens by which we're viewing the league. I think the trick is twofold. One is. Hey, you go beat Denver. You're happy you won. You got to enjoy the ride. Like, I've never understood the idea that the only thing out there is the championship. And it's the only thing worth rooting for is the championship. Because you get a seven-month run of entertainment, of hanging out with me, hanging out with the team, hanging out with the whole thing, and enjoying every single moment of this that I think you need to do. So this is a little bit of a psychology lesson, too, maybe to myself. But then also, like, are we getting better? So tonight, and we'll talk about the challenges, Pure athleticism and one through five switching. 
and it, it is a challenge toward the end realm, which is getting better. Now, what's tricky for us, and I'll talk about this coming up in the next segment, we are pretty good at a lot of the stuff last year. Like, let's not, like, we didn't play well against the Clippers when they went one through five switching, and we didn't play well against the Clippers when they spread us out and drove us. But we actually weren't terrible at that all last season. We were actually pretty good at most of that last season, which kind of makes this even more kind of complicated and texturally difficult for us to understand um, all the time. So, all right, I want to touch on that. I want to touch on the rule changes and why they're going to last. Um, I think there's some interesting little things going on that some people have not talked about yet. I want to talk about James Harden because we're in Houston and you have to. And then I want to talk about the wacky little league. Plus, I'll take any of your questions. Uh, the live audience continues to grow. Special hello uh, to the various crew out there. Uh, Nate in London, glad to have you um, aboard. Um, so, uh Glad to have everyone. I think somebody else in the Philippines stopped by. It's great international lockdown jazz um, audience uh, for you. Today's show is brought to you by Grip6.com. Oh, I can actually see. Like, here we go. I'm not lying. Well, you know I'm not lying. You guys know I knew. So here is my carbon fiber Grip6 belt. This is the belt that's on it for my trip. And the great thing about Grip6, no holes, no flaps, no junk. You just put it in, strap it in. It's got the patented system, and it holds to whatever distance you want. So if you're a little guy, you got a little thing like that, you do it. If you're a bigger guy, you take it and lock it, and there's your belt. And that's your Grip6.com. You can switch the straps and the buckles. They're interchangeable, and you can use the promo code Locked On to get yourself, I think it's a 15% discount right now, at Grip6.com, I'll have to check that. It kind of fluctuated there for a little while, so now I'm confused. Grip6.com, the honeycomb belt is the usual other one I'll travel with all of the time, so uh, make sure you check that out at Grip6.com. And local Utah company, 100% guaranteed, absolutely fabulous. So go grab it at Grip6.com. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. There's no need for you to go spend 30, 50, 100% more on the same things by going to a chain store or a car dealership. Go to rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake pads, tan lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com. Explore the old-school, easy-to-navigate website for your auto part needs and while you're there and checking out please write locked on in the how'd you hear about us box no d- promo code because it's already so cheap and so well done so it's amazingly selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need it's kind of fun it's an old school site there's just clearly they're not paying for bells and whistles they're saving you money it's rockauto.com right locked on in the how'd you hear about us section amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Galad, I hear you're coming to town from Israel. Great to hear. Special hello over to Lee and to Daniel, uh, as well as to TJ. TJ wants to know, am I seeing any indicators that we're better on perimeter defense? It's a great question. Um, You know, I think there's been a higher level of effort toward it. I think it's been a conscious effort toward it. Um, I think Jordan and Donovan have, have definitely um, dug in 
have I seen this being better? I don't know. I mean, Boyan got really exposed in that little period of time right there. Um, and there were some other times where they just put their head down and drove at us. And that's what we're going to see all night long tonight. So here's what Houston is. Houston's a bunch of really young. They have four teenagers. Talented players. And Steven Stiles is getting them to run some kind of old school motion. And then at some point, they just come at you and go. That, that's what they do. And Jalen Green is crazy, crazy fast, the number two pick of the draft, and has incredible hops. There was a play where he drove against Dallas, and he got up on top of the rim. Um, and it was, frankly, kind of insane what he was, um, how high he got. He's also, though, not particularly, like, active. He's not, because Kevin Porter Jr. has the ball in his hands most of the time, and Kevin Porter Jr., frankly, is um, a no-pass point guard. You're not seeing a great deal of kind of ball movement, him doing this, those kind of things. And and then Christian Wood's really talented. Their six foot ten center kind of comes at you from every direction in ability to shoot threes. He'll play off the bounce. He'll try to take Rudy a few times. He's pretty good. I mean, he put up 20 and 10. And so you just have this collection of young players that are coming at you in different ways. Um, You know, against Dallas, impressively, they just stuck around the whole time. So Dallas, I thought, kept being on the verge of blowing Houston out. And then you'd look up and Houston, maybe because they were shooting so many threes, would suddenly be right back in. Eric Gordon had a super. The old veteran Eric Gordon had a, had a great game uh, and was driving the basket and scoring. So the Jazz are going to have to guard their yard today. You know, on an offense, on the defensive end, we're, we're right back to it. They're, they're, they're not going to engage in pick and roll against Rudy. And, and there's, you know, let's make sure everybody understands why. Look, let me pull these numbers out for you. These are just ridiculous from last year. Um, 2022 reduced. Okay, here are the pick-and-roll numbers on the Jazz last year. When Royce O'Neal is guarding the pick-and-roll and Rudy Gobert is the big, the Jazz allowed .79 points per possession. Remember, league average is about 1.1 on pick-and-roll. Or, no, excuse me, on, on just a possession. So that includes fast-break stuff. When Mike Conley was defending with Rudy Gobert, it was .9. When Joe Ingles was defending with Rudy Gobert, it was .84. When Donovan Mitchell was defending with Rudy Gobert, it's .93. I mean, the fact about it, even with us, anyone, Royce for the year, it's .95. Last year, Conley .90, Ingles .88, and Donovan .98. But with Rudy, Royce and Rudy are a .79. With Conley, it's a .9. With Ingles, it's a .84. With Gobert, it's a point with Donovan's a .93. And I, I would tell you to keep an eye on something. The first two games of the year, the against teams that actually had point guards that like to score, our defense of pick-and-roll defense looked way better than it's ever looked before. Um, now, let's keep an eye on whether or not that holds. But there are some things with the rule changes where it might be. Right now, when Mike Conley is defending the pick and roll, no one is, I mean, people are just not scoring. Like, it's incredible 
in the opening part of the year, I believe it's about .56 points per possession. And everyone on the Jazz defensively on the pick and roll is below .9. Some of this could be the rule changes. The, the guards are allowed to have more impact on players and they can't dive back into them. It may make the Jazz an even fiercer pick and roll defensive team than you've ever seen before. So you're not going to see, the point of this is the Rockets are not playing pick and roll tonight. They're going to run a bunch of motion. They'll run a bunch of things. They'll swing guys around. They'll bring them out. But you're you're not going to see. You're going to just see Kevin Porter Jr. putting his head down, and he went for 50 last year trying to go with the Jazz. You're going to see Jalen Green try to play one-on-one. I just don't think. And now Porter's going to turn it over all night. The thing is, can we get them out of their game? And that's that's really the issue. Their game is kind of quick, one-on-one, going to play, coming downhill at you. And play, and then shooting threes off of that. And can we stymie them, get them into the half court? Like, if they're suddenly calling for picks and playing in the half court and playing slow, we've completely stymied them. Now, the other end, they're going to switch everything one through five. And uh, Christian Wood's good enough to do it, and so we're going to have to attack it. One of the things to keep an eye on tonight is watch where, if we get the ball to Rudy, where the entry pass comes from. We used to try to get it from the top. The other night, we were coming from the wing. And... We'll see whether or not that's actually something that is, is going to hold for the for a foreseeable future. Uh, but this is where, you know, we're not particularly good at just going one-on-one and beating people. And so Quinn's put in a bunch of different offenses and systems to try to figure out how we can attack one through five switching. But that's what we're going to get tonight. Houston's, you know, one and three. Their only wins against Oklahoma City. The only thing they're really terrible at is they just throw the ball all over the gym. They're turning the ball over 20% of their possessions. That's not great for us. We don't force turnovers, right? We get in our shell, and we're usually a low turnover team. We're higher right now. I think last year we were last in the league, though. So that's, you know, we're not going to take advantage of that as well as some other teams. So in, in some sense, like, we should beat Houston. Don't misunderstand. We're talking about championship caliber. This is not the greatest matchup for us. They're young. They're athletic. They play one through five switching. They're just coming downhill at us because they don't have a lot of seat offensive aspects to it there's not a lot of us to break them out of their offense and then with what we want to do which is you know which their biggest weakness is we don't do well so I think it could be a challenge you know um you know I I I wouldn't say it's you know we should win right early threes getting ourselves out taking advantage of their lack of defensive discipline moving the ball running them off pick doing doing our stuff but on the other it should you know but they're going to switch like our pick and roll, our advanced basketball, they're going to switch it all. And so every time they switch it, that takes away a little bit of our pick and roll. Uh, by the way, um, oh, I forgot to do something. Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, I, I'll share one thing with you before we go around. Th- this hotel is amazing. Um, for those of you on YouTube, we're going to give you a little tour. So there's my view out of the window, which is just incredible. It's a huge, massive window. Um, this is I, I, I want to share the life with you. So this is like gorgeous, like super gorgeous. And then how cool is this? So, you want to watch TV? There goes my TV. Just right out of the... Un- and it's two-sided, by the way. So, if I'm working right there, I have the TV. And if I'm sitting in bed right there, I have the TV. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, this is one of the... This uh, two hotel sequence we have here... Houston and Chicago are probably two of the nicest hotels. Uh, we, we're we not kidding around, though. Like, hey, I always say it. 
Winter with the Jazz, five-star. Summer with the family, Hampton Inn, here we come. And I love my Hampton Inns. Uh, they're perfect. Absolutely 100% perfect. All right. Uh, the league is wacky. James Harden, it's not about the rule changes. I'll talk about that uh, in a second. We'll talk about the rest of the league and all the craziness that's going on. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Postmates. That's right. You smell it. It's food. It's good. It's coming to you. Oh, that sauce or that cheese. What is your favorite part that it showed up at your door because you ordered it with Postmates? That is Postmates, all your favorite foods from the local restaurants in your neighborhood. No leaving the house, even better. No getting in the car or trying to find a parking spot. Postmates isn't all burritos and sushi. You can order things like toothpaste and phone chargers on demand. That's because places like Walgreens and 7-Elevens are also on Postmates. Favorite part when the app lets you know that your food or items have been delivered. Everything is right outside your door. So cool. And it never gets old for a limited time. Postmates is giving our listeners a little something. New customers will get 50% off on your first Five orders of 50 or more when you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's incredible. New customers will get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more when you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's code LOCKDOWNNBA to get 50% off your first five orders of 50 or more. Max savings of $100 per order. Just download the Postmates app. Sign up online. It's super easy. Offer is subject to change. Taxes, fees, applies. Offer valid for 30 days after you add the promo code Locked On NBA. That is kind of amazing. Today's show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, BetOnline.ag. Tonight, Green Bay, six-and-a-half-point dog at Arizona. Is that possible? Wow. I kind of like Green Bay as a six and a half point dog. Jazz tonight against the Rockets at betonline.ag are a nine and a half point road favorite. New York and Chicago play the undefeated uh, Bucks are our next opponent um, coming up. And uh, by the way, they have the Jazz Rockets scheme. Oh, that's because they have funny times on going on. Um, the Jazz, uh, the Bucks. The Knicks-Bulls game as the undefeated Bulls. Bulls are a one-point favorite. That's an interesting one tonight. Warriors and Memphis battle up uh, as well uh, for you. The Warriors are a six-point favorite later tonight. Uh, Philadelphia is a ten-and-a-half-point favorite over Detroit. And I'm loving Washington. Washington is my new favorite team in the NBA. They are a three-point dog after their win last night. BetOnline.ag, a 50% welcome bonus. With the promo code locked on. that's a 50% Welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Make sure you get into all the action. Basketball, football, baseball postseason was crazy here last night. Went to like the nicest restaurant in town. One of the nicest restaurants in town last night. If you're ever in Houston, one fifth is the answer. Just amazing. It was an incredible meal last night. The chef, Chris Shepard, is amazing. It's great. Um, And, uh, Anyway, there were like two people in the restaurant because everyone's not the World Series. Uh, why do I love Washington uh, is asked to me of why I just said I love Washington. Because they got rid of the most negative points gained player in the NBA in Russell Westbrook. They added a bunch of average players. And my premise entirely on how you build a basketball roster and what you do 
is you take, you get rid of negative points gain players. They're incredibly detrimental unless you don't have any high usage player and then they have some value. But if you have Bradley Beal, the worst thing you could possibly have on your team is a high usage negative player, Russell Westbrook. You trade him for a bunch of players who distribute his 25 possessions equally and move them around the roster in an equal manner against uh, average players, which I'm not sure that Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope are, but they're not vastly negative, and you'll get better. That's been the number one premise I've had since I built points gained on how I'd build a team if I was ever in a front office and how teams should be built. The, The league does not understand how incredibly detrimental negative possessions are. The Lakers lost to the Thunder last night. you got to be flipping kidding me. It's not turnovers so much. It's low-efficiency offensive players are incredibly difficult to overcome in this league. It's the premise of everything I believe about the game. That's why Phoenix is so dang good now. I don't know what's going on with them right now. They're 1-3 and because they don't have negative players. That's why the Clippers should be fine. They're 1-3 and too, so who knows? But... That's what's that's what's going on is in Washington is they removed one of these players who have the world says is good. I say kill you put in a bunch of players that are average. The league says is average. I say you'll be fine with average players if you have a high volume player that can already take a bunch of your possessions. The problem in this league is if you don't have a high usage player, then it's really hard to get your possessions out. That's issue. All right. Few things that are going on here. Um, I haven't looked last night. I've been monitoring this fairly closely, um, and I will continue to monitor it. But I, the the rule, the 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 game is definitely being played differently right now. Okay, the shooting fouls are down about two, or shooting foul, free throws are down by two point six a game. The uh, Owen Phillips has a fabulous, really, really smart newsletter. Uh, did a thing last night that basically we're one shooting foul down per game and we're uh, about a, a half a three-point foul, three-point down a game. Here's the real issue, okay? Let's run through this together. Charlotte, Orlando last night, two minutes and 11 seconds. Washington, Boston last night. Was that, if it's, it has to be a non-TV game. I don't remember what the first TV game was last night. Two minutes and 18 seconds. That might have been a TV game. That's long. What we're seeing... Oh, actually, I'll guess that Miami-Brooklyn was the first TV game. Uh, Miami-Brooklyn last night in a blowout. It was two minutes and 13... Or two hours and 13 minutes. Games were at 2.30 last year. And it was outrageous. And the foul rule change that they're making has shortened the game. Indiana-Toronto last night, 2-14. Games are under 2-15. A bunch of games are coming in at 2-03 and 2-04. And that is driving this rule change as much as anything. Atlanta-New Orleans last night, 2-15. And that game had... 17 free throws by Atlanta and nine by Orlando, by New Orleans. Excuse me. Was it New Orleans? Yeah. Free throws are boring, and they take a long time. The league was looking into whether you might just take one free throw. Remember? This is a better answer. Just don't take free throws. Minnesota-Milwaukee last night, 2-14. We have gotten the game down to two, they'd like it down to 205. 
it's down to about 214 right now. I don't know that they can get it down to 205 like they like. I just don't think that's possible. Memphis-Portland last night went to 219. It was a, that was a long game. That was a nationally televised game, though. That was the game on ESPN. Those commercial breaks are longer, so that's actually like a 210 game. Cleveland Clippers last night, 205. This is why the league is going to hold to these rule changes. This does not have anything to do with whether flopping and overtaking the rules. This They have shrunk the games down. That's what they need to do. They need to do it for TV. They need to do it for viewer enjoyment. It's why the coaches' challenge is basically out of the game. It took too long. You now are going to have basically no coaches challenge until the final two minutes on inbounds, out of bounds, quick review call. Saves two or three minutes. It matters. That's why the league has done this. James Harden is not a rule change problem. It's not. He's not not getting five calls a game. He's fat. Well, he looks fat. That's probably not right for me to say. He looks out of shape. And more importantly, there were back-to-back plays the other night against Charlotte where he took committed an offensive foul. He used to have an unbelievable wiggle bounce side to side. And he doesn't have that anymore. So he's driving. James Harden used to be doing this back and forth stuff with this incredible bounce from side to side and be driving to the basket, and you and he, you couldn't take a charge because he was never in a straight line. He t- gave up charges on back-to-back plays. And that, to me, is a sign he's physically not right. It is not the rule change at all in Harden. Now, I don't know that he, he, you know, he usually plays himself into shape pretty quickly, and he'll get this thing back rolling again. He's probably going to lose three free throws a night. That's a big deal. But he's not, he's not, he's at three free throws a game right now. He's not missing eight. He's physically not right. Brooklyn's not good, by the way. They're 29th in the league offensively right now. The league's nuts. The Suns are one and three. The Clippers are one and three. The Lakers are two and three. The Wolves are three and one. And the Warriors are four and oh. The thing about the, remember the road to 55 we did earlier this week? The loss last night by the Lakers. To Oklahoma City, like, the only way they get that back is they go win in Brooklyn or in Milwaukee or, frankly, in Utah. It's like you lose these early games to a no-name team. Like, if we were to lose to Houston tonight, it'd be bad. It's a hard one to get back. We, we, We focus on the big wins all the time. But beating these other teams is a hard one to get back. All right, which quick note here on these surprise teams... Which of them are doing things that are likely? So Minnesota's 3-1, and one, but their offense is the second-best offense in the NBA. Not going to happen. Right? Like, not going to happen. The Golden State Warriors are 4-0. and oh, They have the seventh-best offense, the 11th-best defense. That's possible. Charlotte's 4-1 and one with the number-one offense in the NBA and the 22nd-ranked defense. That might hold. They're incredible offensively, and they're so fun to watch. Um, the Clippers are one and three with the 21st ranked offense. Okay. That's interesting. At least worth taking a note of, right? They're not getting their 26 and free throws. They're not getting the line. Maybe they really, maybe that's where they're missing Kawhi 
at least more than I anticipated. Um, the Lakers are two and three with the defense in the NBA in the opening five games. That's only important because their whole premise had to be great defensively, and they're not. They had to be great defensively. Dallas is 2-1 and one with the 25th-ranked offense in the NBA. Seems unlikely with Luka, but you never know what Jason Kidd can do to a team. And Brooklyn, as I said, is uh, uh, struggling. 23rd in the league offensively with no garbage time. 29th in the league offensively with garbage time. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much for making us your first listen of the day. Thanks to everybody in the live chat room as well. Right now, go listen to Locked on NBA for your second listen. Or if you were already listening on Spotify, like one of our guys, continue listening. This has been Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.